This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Wow. I'm telling you, exciting stuff happening in the breaks. We are learning all about what the heck fine bone China is. And I'm just saying, if you... Google it, you might your mind might be blown. But you know what? That's not what we're actually talking about on the Colleen and Bradley show. No. Tom Brokaw has responded to a reply to some of those allegations that were made against him. So we're gonna find out what he has to say on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yep, so the story's taken some twists and turns since Tom Brokaw first responded and by responded i mean like an email leak so let's first discuss his email but then i want to talk about the 60 some female journalists who came to his defense and uh, a female journalist in her own right speaking uh today i think it was um aptly on uh everything that's happened to this point Mm -hmm. so tom uh brokaw accused of sexual harassment we've talked about it on the show then we and and I don't want to read the email because I don't want to focus on on uh, this particular aspect of the story. But in the email, he basically talks about like it was a drive by shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was put on blast, you know, by a woman who's got an axe to grind. And it certainly seems like a convincing story. Like, I have no reason to question Tom Brokaw. It's totally plausible. Fine. But that's not the only woman that's talking. Let's put that over here. Yeah. Put that in so the, the box over so here. So the allegations come out. Tom Brokaw's response email is leaked. And then you had 60 some women, I think 65 ish women come out and sort of, uh, well, they signed a letter in support of Tom Brokaw. And in the letter, which was obtained by media outlets, these colleagues paint him as a man of tremendous decency and integrity. Those are the words they use. Who's treated them with fairness and respect. Does, can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. Does this sound familiar? I mean, it should because you've already looked at the story. No, no, because this is not the first time that women have come out in support of men who've been accused of sexual assault, as if to say um, nothing to see here. We support this guy. Now, we should say a lot of these are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Peers at NBC News. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and in fact, we we had another angle to this story reported today that women felt pressured to sign this particular right. letter, right? So the story continues to develop, but at its base, allegations, response, letter of support. Today we arrive with Megan Kelly, who maybe has a few things to say on the matter, because you'll remember Megan Kelly mm-hmm. was at Fox News when... Roger Ailes, among others, mm-hmm. were accused of sexual, uh, you know, just repeat and a institutional 
yeah. manner of sexual assault and harassment for years and years and years. And women at that at Fox News came out in support of Roger Ailes and uh, that other loon. Uh, Lufa yep. Sponge yep. Face. What's his Bill name? O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly. Lufa. I always just think Lufa when I see him. <laughs> Lufa. Yuck. No. Have, no. That, you it's know a story. story. Do you know yes, that story? I know the story. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. Yes. He, wanted, he anyway. wanted a lady to use a Lufa on him. In the story, he actually called it, or in the voicemail, he actually called it a falafel. Yeah. He That's wanted why to use his falafel on her in the okay. in the shower. But back to Tom Brokaw. Back to Tom falafel. Brokaw by way of Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly on her show, and you know everybody's been like, "Oh, this show's crap. Nobody's watching. You're mm-hmm. taken down today." Well, she's actually speaking truth, and at the end of the day, I mean, you got to love her for it because she's like, "Hey, ladies, all of you that are signing uh, this letter in support, do you not understand how risky and she actually is or dicey it is to?" come to the support of somebody like Tom Brokaw. Yes, he may never have been unprofessional with you, but does that have anything to do or say with the women that were actually um, accusing him of behavior? Because we know that a man who does things like this doesn't always do them to all women. Right. Just because he did not behave in that way to you does not necessarily mean he did not behave in that way, period. Yeah. So that's where we, you know, that's where we in the story. And and I will say in my own personal trajectory with this story, I heard the allegations against Tom Brokaw. I was like, oh, for the love of God, please no, because I love Tom right. Brokaw. And I don't. I mean, he's one of those people. He's been, you know, like, please stop deleting my past mm-hmm. with your disgustingness. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now I have to not think of you. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. Blah, 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 the list goes on. Mm-hmm. So that was my first thought. And then it was like, well, you've got multiple women. And then I saw this letter or this, you know, letter of support. And I thought, well, and I read his account and I thought, well, right. And then Megan Kelly's like, yeah, but and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So you're like riding the roller coaster. So I'm doing this. I mean, I'm not because I think sometimes, you know, when we start finally talk about something, it seems like maybe it's just all cut and dry. But I will admit that I'm on the same roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we've learned anything, I think the message here, the, the takeaway is if we've learned anything, let's learn something. Right. Let's right. like, impl- let's employ what we've learned. No. And this is where when we were talking to Elizabeth earlier, I was like, there's something that just frustrates me about all of this. People are going to get caught up in the sideshow and they're going to they're going to miss the forest for the trees because they're going to be so focused on did he or didn't he, um, you know, is the woman credible? Is she not that like you see all these people supporting him who are maybe in a position to have supported him in a way that they didn't the men at Fox news. So then it becomes like this political thing or this at least, you know, uh, like tribal thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think what people are losing is the truth in all of this moment, which is we don't have to destroy Tom Brokaw, but if he did these things, he has to account for them. And if he admits to what he did, it's not that he's going to be burned at the stake and can never have a job and never make a living ever again. And that his entire work for decades and decades will be expunged from the record. It means that one man accounts for some behavior over a period of time that, you know, may, his life will be different. Sure. But at least he will own what happened and the world will go. That's, you know, interesting. He will be held accountable if at all, if he needs to be in his current role. And then we'll move on. It doesn't have to be 
it's all good or all bad. Do you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I absolutely do because I feel like yeah, I feel you know my sort of the way I'm I'm uh, digesting what you're saying is there's this sense around the culture and the community that we've written a rule book for how you are supposed to um, uh, deal with these people who have had accusations. Yeah against them everybody has a little bit of a different rule book but what what we're rarely doing is stepping back and just opening up our ears and not talking so much and just listening to the pertinent players in the conversation and trying to suss out from that you know what what the truth is and and a lot of it does hinge on whether or not tom brokaw addresses this in any sort of satisfactory way in the sense that if more women come forward and their stories are similar, whatever, if he comes forward and says, I, that, that happened, that interaction happened in that way. And it was a mistake or some version of that, or, you know, that accounts for whatever that behavior was, then that's a whole different story. But we've all, it's like, we're all using a template that we've cut out from the other cases that have come forward and going, because of that, therefore this. Not only that, but then you've got people who instantly just say, here we go again. Right. Another great man's career is being destroyed. Nobody's mm-hmm. trying to destroy anything. Clearly, there will be people who are going to destroy, mm-hmm. right? But like, again, don't miss the, the, forest, for the, the forest for the trees. Like, rational, sane, thinking people can say, Tom Brokaw did amazing things these few things that he did are not amazing and he must account for them if we have learned anything in uh, the Me Too movement. This is one of the things I've been wrestling a lot with and and we're running out of time, but I've just been wrestling about this with a lot of conversations that we're having as a culture right now is this notion that you need to come to the table with a fully formed opinion and then shout it as loudly as possible at the other person versus having asking questions Allowing for those questions to just sort of sit without answer, maybe, and investigate for yourself what your thought process is. You don't always have to arrive at the table with your own personal judgment. We can kind of take a step back and go, I'm I'm just paying attention to what's happening. I'm trying to listen. Because, again, to all of the women who rush forward to say he's fine, uh, he's a great guy. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's the point of that? Right. Are you do you think you're protecting him in some way? Why would you think that Tom Brokaw needs to be protected? Um, and at the very, uh, at, the, at the other end of the spectrum, aren't you just opening yourself up to be, I mean, what if, what if he did those things? Mm-hmm. What if he didn't do those things, but he did half a dozen other things that you're about to find out about? Mm-hmm. Why do you need to go out on the record for him? And insert yourself into yeah. the story. And I think there are a lot of reasons that people did. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, that some were pressured to do it. That's a whole separate story. But mm-hmm. for women who think that they are somehow going to help him by lending their name to to this particular case, I just I think it's so it's so premature. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Um, I have actually combed through the Internet oh. and found for you the comb the most. Yeah. The most annoying headline of the day. Like a lice comb? Yeah. It was, I really had to be very, I had to be very thorough. Get that pick. Yes. With this uh, combing of the internet, I found the most annoying headline. Oh. And I'm going to share it with you. And I'll tell you this. It has to do with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. 
I will tell you about this annoying headline after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Well, you guys, you should be really, you should be excited about this. I did an exhaustive search of the internet and I found for you the most annoying headline wow. of the day. I know. That must have been hard. Uh, it wasn't actually as hard really. as you'd like to think. <laughs> Uh, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, are you ready for this headline? Yeah. Because it's coming Queen. at you. Here we go. Ready? Mm. Megan puts Harry on a pre wedding diet. Uh, the prince has what? lost half a stone after ditching carbs for quinoa and putting himself through punishing workouts. How much is half a stone anyway? Seven pounds. Oh. A stone is 14 pounds. Why do they use stones? Isn't that, I think it's annoying too. Why do we use pounds? Because pounds, pounds are, are smaller. It's yeah. like, a, it's easier to manage. Also you know? British people, that's where pounds come from, right? So why do they use stones? I mean, that's not in this article, but what is in the article is all the fine details of Harry's very healthy diet that Megan is forcing him to do. Oh my God, do. he's too skinny. I'm concerned. I think he needs to eat a cheeseburger. Well, Did you see oh, that that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Why? Because she's not allowing animal proteins any longer. Oh my God, I hate her. Would you like to hear? She's a bad influence on him. Do you want to hear about this diet? Are you excited oh about this? God, yes. Okay. Again, dumbest headline of the day, Megan puts Harry on a pre-wedding diet. The prince has lost half a stone, that's seven pounds, after ditching carbs for quinoa and putting himself through punishing workouts. Okay. First of all, I would like to take the Daily Mail for to task for this uh, first sentence, which made me roll my eyes. So it's not just the headline that's annoying. Usually it's the bride who goes on a health kick before her wedding. Hmm. Okay. So it's like it's like reinforcing stereotypes yeah. without actually doing it. Yeah, that the women need to be skinny for their wedding. But you know what? In this interesting gender bending couple, uh, she's gone ahead and put him on a diet. She's in charge, you know, of course, of the food because the ladies in the kitchen. Sorry, I'm infusing all kinds of things into the story that aren't necessarily there, but come yeah. on. Apparently, okay. did you see that um, Holly, you'll relate to this. She is a yoga obsessive. She is. And this is part what of the deal. Mean? It means she yogas all the time. Would you like to hear about her? Not well, really, first of all, but... he she had him become a member of an exclusive 575 pounds a month gym. Oh, you mean money? Money pounds. Yeah. Because that, that would be a, lot. a really, that'd be a lot of fat to pay. Yeah. It's like $700 a month. That's a lot of Thanks, money. Translate.com. Seriously, though, that's convert. important. Uh, $700 a month. Can you go back to the diet? Do you have any I'm information? Getting we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm getting there. Oh, excuse me. And he has been following his fiance's love of, quote, clean eating. Uh, Here are some of his rules. She's got him juicing. Oh. (sighs) Do it. Get let it out. Let it out. Safe space. Can we just all talk about what juicing really is? Yeah, it's just like pulverizing. And also, what is juice made of? Usually. Fruits, fruits and vegetables. Okay. High fruits. What are fruits made of? Sugar. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's just saying. <laughs> uh, he's cutting out carbs and processed foods and uh, instead is incorporating kale and quinoa into his daily diet. I have diet. a question. I'd love to answer it. I have a question for both of you. Yes. Um, Aren't, isn't quinoa carbs yep. mm-hmm. yeah. so thank yeah. you for yeah. that okay. holly you yeah. caught exactly <clears throat> one of the things that jumped right off the page but yeah it's not a pro it's not a processed carb no. well and this is the thing people get everything like there's value in quinoa it's not that we're saying quinoa is not a value but when people do this thing where they're like i eat like quinoa and i eat like cauliflower and i eat all these things like if you're eating a thousand calories of them guess what that's the same thousand calories in your body. Now you're healthier, presumably, but you're probably not going to lose any weight necessarily. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. So just substituting rice for quinoa. I mean, kudos. Welcome to 1994. We've all been there. Next, please. moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> Megan has completely changed his diet. She's got him juicing. He's lost half a stone, which is a lot for somebody as thin as he is, says the source which is probably Kris Jenner. They have bought a top-of-the-range juicer, and Whoa! she has him on the fruit and veg smoothies. He's weaning off the smoothies meat. Smoothies also calorie bombs. Also True. different than juice. Yes. Yeah. And he has cut animal protein completely out of his diet. And replaced it with what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, quinoa I don't know, kale. quinoa, kale, juicing, and clean eating. I do like No more Kentucky Fried salad. Chicken, burgers, carbs, processed foods, or pizza. Well, that's probably, you know, it's not bad, I guess, right? Yeah. We got D-Bags for you after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, those celebrities, they're always behaving badly. And uh, we like to call them out for it, uh, yes. for it on the Colleen and Bradley show. We call them a name, too. That name is D-Bags. Oh, I forgot to Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. Of People the day. know. It's Colleen and Bradley. I talk about Should we make Steve and Donna our douchebag today? No. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. They are going on a juice we cleanse. Just we just spent are the last segment talking about juice cleanses. And it occurred to us that we've heard this story before. Mm. Oh, wait. From the uh, mid morning show, yes. otherwise known as the Donna and Steve show. I feel like 2012 wants its fad back. <laughs> Thank you. Well, apparently they just discovered juice cleansing and they're going on a juice cleanse. When it did. Did Donna say when they're doing it? It sounded like I'm trying to remember because so what happened was I, we're sitting in the prep room getting ready for our show. Yeah. And Steve comes in and he goes on the hard sell. Now, listen, Steve is he's dangerous because yeah. if he were some sort of strange cult leader, he would be very convincing He'd be a good cult leader. I think he's so, got too. Dimples. Yeah, yeah, and he's charming and he's fun. And so like he would say things and you'd go, yes, okay, I will do that. And I thought, no, I need to be suspicious of this man. So he's like, we're going on a juice cleanse. You want to go on the juice cleanse? And I was like, no, I don't want to go on the juice cleanse. And then I thought, no, I'm going to engage this conversation. What is it that you're hoping to get from this yeah. juice cleanse? Yeah. Usually she, it's things like, I uh, just need a reset, Colleen. Yeah, I need, just, like, I need to kickstart my adrenals. Yeah, I'm feeling a little stopped up in my liver. And so I just... 
need to like cleanse. It's really a liver cleanse. It's a liver cleanse. I'm like, what do you know? You don't know. You ain't never seen your liver. Anyway, he didn't say that. He said some gobbledygook about like pulverizing his cell walls or something. It was was, weird. And I was like, it sounded very culty. So we were like, yeah, no, Steve, we don't do that because. Um, that's, that's, uh, snake oil because what you're trying to sell us. Yeah. Because here's what we both know. Cause Colleen and I have all of the answers. Duh. That's why we're on from noon to three. Mm-hmm. Unlike Donna and Steve, nine to noon, <laughs> Heller. No, um, so we used to be there. Yeah, we used to be, and then we were like, "We're too good for nine." <laughs> you guys want to do? We're this? kidding, by the way. We're totally kidding, mostly. Um, but seriously, um, uh, we here's what we know, Colleen. Mm-hmm. What we know is, if you want to feel better, eat better. Yeah, cleanses, juice cleanses. By all accounts, I mean. You'll get some liquid nourishment. But you also have some <laughs> liquid liquid exit situations. But it's no different than like if you just say had a nice chicken breast for mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. with uh, some steamed broccoli, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you'll actually get more fiber, and you won't be constipated, mm-hmm. and you won't have like sugar spikes with your smoothie mm-hmm. parade, and you'll get the opportunity to do. Um, some exercise for your jaw called chewing. Yeah, which is also very helpful. Yeah. So anyway, so we were like, no on that. Hard pass on the juice cleanse. Well, that was that was cell number one. Cell number two occurred when Donna was trying to get us to go in on, on her juice cleanse with her. Yeah, so she runs into the printer because she has to get the instructions for the juice cleanse. And she's like, yeah, we're doing the juice cleanse. And she's very confident, by the way. And this is the difference between Steve and Donna. Steve is trying to sell it to us. Donna comes in with like the wall of confidence, right? So yeah. she comes in and she's like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing the juice cleanse. Yeah, I mean, I just said, you know, I watched this move, this documentary, and I just, I think, you know, I'm going to do this. And so like, okay, fine. So which one are you doing? She says, <laughs> the Dr. Oz cleanse. And no, no. that was alert, listen, abort, if abort, you abort, ever abort. want Colleen and Bradley and Holly to get on board with something, the two words you don't want anywhere near it is Dr. Oz said. Yeah. Holly and I followed her to the studio and we were like, look up Garcinia Cambogia. It's all a scam. Yeah, I mean, he literally is the guy who read an article and made something sound, you know, like now he's like, actually, he didn't read an article. He got a sales pitch and then decided to make a bunch of money off of a different supplement. Mm -hmm. Again, I love healthy eating and healthy living. Mm -hmm. You can actually learn a lot and be smarter than you are, but not with juice cleanses. Mm -hmm. So for that... If we're going to make ourselves laugh a little bit more, the conversation in the break was going a little something like this. Mm. Do you remember when the pilgrims did, uh, felt like they needed to detox their liver and so they went on a juice (laughs) cleanse? Yes. Actually, no. No, the Native Americans taught them about the powers of juice cleansing with their uh, traditional method of uh, preparation using uh, what is known as a Vitamix. Oh, wow. Yes, in ancient times. Cave paintings have actually been discovered with native peoples uh, juicing their favorite produce. <laughs> we are so terrible. We're they just juiced like- the wild elk 
that they hunted <laughs> yes. their bare hands. We just sound mean, but really, they had actually, just... actually, what they did was they created wild elk superfood bowls. Mm. Mm. Did they then? Yeah. Did they then draw <laughs> pictures of them and send them around their social groups? <laughs> yes, and Socrates also enjoyed the master cleanse. He was known to say, "True knowledge exists in knowing." That you know nothing except that the master cleanse is going to make you do something. Mm-hmm. A little cayenne pepper and some mm-hmm. lemon juice. Okay, we're terrible. Okay, now I feel bad hurt. about how mean we are. We're not mean. We're just speaking truth to power. You come at us with your cult. We're going to... Have you not listened to our show? That's true. We, we you know, laugh in the face of cults. Ha ha. Ha ha. And we are suspicious of everything. Juice cults, juice cleanses. Seriously, ask a friend. If, if you have a friend who does the juicing thing... Or the, no, not so much juicing, because juices are fine. I don't care what you, you do. Juice. I mean, I like to blend things. <laughs> I ain't a blend hater. like to squeeze stuff. I like to squeeze some some uh, melons on occasion. Okay. Um, if you have a friend who is particularly rabid about their cleanses, mm-hmm. I want you to poke a little bit. I want you to ask some questions like, oh, okay, where did you learn about all this cleansing business? Mm-hmm. You know, the science behind it and what's it actually supposed to do. And what's your goal with it? Very quickly, they're going to devolve into like a slobbering mess because they're going to be like, I don't know. I stop asking questions. Yeah, because the bottom line is usually that they read an article in some sort of health magazine that that gave you, you know, five paragraphs on why this is a good idea and not much more. Yeah, I I just be suspicious. And I do love a good acai bowl, by the way. But talk about sugar. I mean, you might I as mean, well eat a Dairy Queen Sunday. But they're tasty. They are really good. And they're full of vitamins and nutrients and phytochemicals and all that stuff with phytonutrients. But, you know, again, just don't think that, you know. There's no magic elixir is what yes. you're saying. Yes. I feel like we're gonna, there's going to be retaliation for our juice cleanse um, pushback. They're not listening. He's got a show. And she's probably cocktailing. Yeah, but somebody is, she is not cocktailing. I bet she's sitting out there right now doing worky things. And so I bet somebody, somebody that's listening is going to call them or email no, them and tell either. them. They know we're that gonna... we're telling, we're speaking, we're trying to do them a service. Yeah, you know what, actually, and here's the thing. And this is life. the thing. This is the truth. We, we're not saying nothing right here that we wouldn't say right to them. This is like a, you know, colon cleanse for friendship. Oh, we're having a friendship colon cleanse. Yes. It's like we're holding hands and really just releasing we're the toxins. We're getting rid of all of the toxins right now. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley. They're not. We're doing an enema for our not enemies. Yeah, there you because go. Because we love them. Frenema. Yes, it's a frenema. Oh this is an enema. <laughs> it's a frenema. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That, remember, can you write that, Bradley? I hope you're recording that. Write that word down, frenema, because we need to tell them that tomorrow. Yeah, okay? frenema. We'll be the frenema. We're going to clear you right out. <laughs> do you want to do one actual D-bag or, or do it. we feel good about this? Okay. Okay. Can I do this? Okay. This one I want to do um, because this is a little bit of a spot, the D-bag. And I'll tell you what my opinion is uh, after I tell you the story. Apparently, there's a little spat going on between Andy Cohen and Jillian Michaels. Weird. So I know, right? Like you never thought this was going to happen, but is she a lesbian? Uh, I Jillian Michaels believe no. yes. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Here's what. Here's what's going on. She apparently criticized Andy Cohen uh, as a result of his Bravo shows, The Real Housewives franchises. She's criticized him by saying 
basically that she kind of thinks he must not like women mm. because the women talk a, like or the women fight a lot on the show. Right. And that's yeah. kind of part of the formula. Right. Yeah. Well, he's not happy that she said this publicly and he's now throwing back his own shade at mm. her. Sure. He says, he says, first of all, in his own defense, housewives is a show about women and it's predominantly for women, even though so many men watch it. So I think it's just a really good question for the millions of women who watch the shows. Like, is it actually a bad representation of women? Yeah. But then he goes on to say, basically, that you shouldn't listen to what she has to say, Jillian Michaels, because this is the woman who screamed at people for living on The Biggest Loser. Mm -hmm. So she should stay in her own lane. Yeah, well. I mean, she he has a point and she has a point. They both have valid points. I mean, there are there are problems with... Who was the D-bag? Well, that's the thing. It's a guess the D-bag. Which one do you think is the D-bag? Well, I think neither of them are D-bags. They're both right. Maybe they are D-bags in their own way, depending on your point of view. But I can see the case against Real Housewives. Uh, I can see in like 10 years from now, people looking back at that show, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail right now, but that's fine. Uh, I'm gay. And I'm allowed. Um, Because, you know, the gays love that show. I don't I'm not one of them. I'm not opposed to it. I love Mob Wives. Remember that show? That was a far better show. Anyway, I can see at a point where people would look back on that show and say it was a horrible, horrible disservice to the image of women on television. And for his part in it, you know, presumably Andy would have some culpability. But the same is true of Biggest Loser, right? Um, I mean, that show has been criticized for unfairly, yes, you know, giving people expectations about weight loss and holding them to like an unrealistic standard. So I'm saying that I think both of their endeavors could be looked at askance from people with thoughtful criticism. You know, it's funny because my my initial reaction was that I was going to say that they're both D bags as well. But then I kind of moved over to just Andy Cohen. He's telling well, he, tales out of school and just, he's just being. What do you mean he's telling well, tales? Well, because the part that I didn't tell you is that then he talked about wh- what a horrible guest she was yeah, well, he's, on his show. He, he is a D bag for a number of reasons. Chief among them, this is what he traffics in. So, you know, he traffics in rumor and gossip and innuendo. Hmm. And I am ashamed and appalled no, that, that anybody nobody should do that. That's would make money. So low. Talking about gossip. Never. On that note, when we come back on the Hollywood Gossip Entertainment (laughs) Station, we do have the throwback live at 145 for you. Let's see. Let's see how we're doing after this on My Talk 1071. Bradley Trainer. He's practicing already. It's time for the throwback live at 145 on the Colleen and Bradley show. On My Talk 1071, we stream live at MyTalk1071.com. We do everything entertainment and we scrape the bottom. Of the gossip barrel. But right now, we're going head to head in a competition. It's the throwback live at 145. I feel the need, the need for speed. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of makeup in the morning. Alrighty then. It's throwback live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 145. Go ahead, make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. It's time for Tuesday's edition of the Throwback Live at 145. Here's how the game works. We'll play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly will win the Throwback Live at 145. Colleen and Bradley buzz <laughs> in by yelling out their names, not Colleen. hacking into the microphone. That Colleen, doing I won. I just won. You're not playing for anything. You don't know. Colleen Lindstrom, mm-hmm. you have the current total tally of victories. Correct. 
We are currently at 15 for myself, Colleen, and Bradley has 22 total wins. 22 total wins. uh. 22 total wins for Bradley Trainer. Now, it could be anybody's game today. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. Let's. With the throwback live at 145. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here's our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify this. Okay. Um, I invented... Bradley Trainer. Bradley? That is Romy and Michelle's uh, high school reunion. I invented the quick-smoking paper! Or no, something. Well, what is no. that? Okay. Um, I invented Post-its. Oh, Post-its, yeah. She did Post-its, but that other lady did the... The quick-burn paper was Janine Garofalo's character. Yeah. You got there eventually. All right, Bradley... Mm. You have one point, Colleen Lindstrom. You have no points, but it's still anybody's game in today's Throwback Live at 145. Moving on to our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify this. Coming at you hot and fast. Tell me about it. Colleen. Colleen. That is Grease. That is Olivia Newton-John playing the role of Sandy. That's a good one. Thanks. That's oh, right. wait, you weren't talking to me. I got a point, though. Oh, you did get a point, Colleen. That means that the game is tied right now. Yes. Colleen, you have one point. Bradley, you have one point in today's Throwback Live at 145. So let's move on to our third vintage pop culture audio clip. Think fast. Here it comes. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. There's a time of day and a time for day. Bad is time for you, my friend. What's there that from? There were yeah. times when I found something more true. Round the bend and at the end was you. Sorry. I'll what? continue playing the clip. Because you didn't answer the question. Here it goes. Colleen. That is the theme from Who's the Boss? And that's another point for me. Okay. You just see that white van rolling up. Or is Actually, it blue? blue. Yeah, well, you know. A brand new life around the bend. How you doing there, trainer? Good. Okay. All right, Colleen, you have two points have in two points. the Throwback Live at 145. Bradley, you still have one point. You can still stay in the game by guessing this vintage pop culture audio clip. Please... Identify this. Oh, one more thing. And this is so important. Whenever we're not alone or I'm on the phone and I ask you something, doesn't matter what it is, you always say, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Okay? Colleen? Colleen? That is from Working Girl. Bradley? Uh, Is that all? Yeah. Oh, that was the end of the clip? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, can you play it again? Oh, one more thing, and this is so important. Whenever we're not alone, or I'm on the phone and I ask you something, doesn't matter what it is, you always say, "I'm right on top of that, Rose." Okay. Okay. It's a deep well, cut. I, it's a deep cut and basic cable. It's classic. very familiar to me. I don't know. And yet I cannot Mm-mm. recall. It's from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Day. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, right, we both well. didn't get that one. We both didn't get that one. Well, Where are we now? What was that one? You have that was four. four. Oh, okay. So Bradley, you can tie this up. Now you have to tie this up in order to move on to the special bonus round, or else Colleen Lindstrom, if she guesses this correctly, then she wins the throwback live at four one forty five. No pressure, no pressure whatsoever. Here is your fifth vintage pop culture audio clip. I love you. Colleen, Colleen, that's Barney. We're a happy family with a great big hug. A kiss from me to you. Won't you say you love me? Me too. I won. What did I win? What did I win? Well, Colleen Lindstrom, you won today's throwback live at 145. You just won a lovely set of barbecuing spatulas. Oh, thank you. The weather's oh, wow. finally nice and I can get outside and barbecue. Oh, would you like to know the final tally? As of today, please. How are you doing, trainer? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm worried about you. Why? Because you look sad, down. Oh, don't worry. But about you're still me. ahead. You're still a winner. You're still ahead with 22 total wins to my now freshly minted 16. <gasps> oh, it felt good to get a win out of the way. It's been a while. I mean, it was a day, so. It was maybe you're right. It was just one day, but. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. That was fun. All right. Now, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a big question for you. Here's how the question goes. I found a list of 12 fast food items that have been discontinued in the history of life that people love so much that they wish could be brought back. My question to you is, what is the fast food item you wish you could still find on a fast food menu? Can you give us like some examples? I would love to. Now, some of these things are things I had never heard of. But one of the things that shows up on this uh, on this list is Taco Bell's Bell Beefer. What's a Bell Beefer? Bell Beefer. I'm glad you asked. This is essentially like a sloppy Joe. But with taco seasoning and all the fixins of a taco atop it, but instead of being in a taco shell, it's on a bun. Like, oh, it does not look good. No what about, they got rid you'll of remember this, the Wendy's Freshetta sandwiches? Oh, yeah, and the Pizone. Yeah, so those types of things. 651-641-1071, what is something that used to be on a fast food menu that they've discontinued and you want it back? We will reminisce and think about those fast food items after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071.